Welcome to Roaming Radio. I'm your host, Sheridan Futrell, bringing you episodes every other week all about the outdoors. We'll learn about new skills, get honest gear reviews, hear stories about belonging in the outdoors from other people just like you, and so much more, all in pursuit of a more adventurous life. So put on your adventure shoes and let's dive on into today's episode. Today is all about tents, the different types, the different weight classifications, ways you can make your tent lighter or better for you, and different considerations for when you're picking your backpacking tent. So let's first talk about the different types of tents. So there are three main tent types. There's freestanding, semi-freestanding, and trekking pole, or otherly supported tents. Freestanding tents are what you would commonly think of when you think of a tent. They typically have poles that go to the corners of the tent. When you close your eyes and picture that classic Coleman tent that has the two poles that crisscross in the middle, that is a freestanding tent. A semi-freestanding tent is similar. Usually there is a pole at two of the corners, and then the pole goes into the middle at the foot of the tent like a Y. What makes a tent semi-freestanding is that you can still use it without using any tent stakes, but you don't get the full interior available space without using tent stakes. And you can use things like a trekking pole or a stick to poke it out if you're not in an area where you can use tent stakes. But that's the main difference between freestanding and semi-freestanding. Freestanding will have a pole in every corner, and semi-freestanding has more of a Y shape to the tent pole structure. Trekking pole tents or otherly supported tents, think like tarp or a trekking pole tent. So when you draw a picture and you draw like that triangle of a tent where there's the peak in the middle, that's kind of along the lines of what a trekking pole tent is. There are no tent poles included with these types of tents, and you're expected to use your trekking poles that you take with you, or you might have to purchase other poles if you do not use trekking poles. These heavily rely on tension to keep them up. So tension all from having it staked out, having the guidelines used to their full extent, and to have your pitch dialed in with the height of your trekking poles. That all goes into trekking pole tents. So why would you pick one over another? Freestanding tents are really user-friendly and really intuitive to use when you are setting them up. And... It's my preferred type of tent because you can use it anywhere. It doesn't matter if the ground is sandy or rocky or just right. You can use it wherever because you're not relying on tent stakes to use the interior space. Tent stakes are great to make sure it doesn't blow away. While that sounds great, you might be thinking to yourself, well, why doesn't everybody choose a freestanding tent? They tend to be heavier than the semi-freestanding and trekking pole options. And that extra weight can really add up when you are looking at things like long hikes that you would use a tent on, or even if you're trying to save physical space. Semi-freestanding tents are kind of the best of both worlds. They tend to be lighter than freestanding tents, a little heavier than a trekking pole tent, but a lot of really common quote, ultralight or lightweight tents will fall in the semi-freestanding category. These are things like your Nemo Hornets 
and the Big Agnes Tiger Wall are just two examples of a semi-freestanding tent that's really common in the backpacking community. So the pros to a semi-freestanding tent are the weight. That's a major pro for these tents. And that you do get a fair amount of livable space inside the tent. Personally, I think that your freestanding tents are going to have more usable internal space than a semi-freestanding or a trekking pole tent. And it really comes down to how you use your tent. If you are somebody who likes to leave all of your gear outside, you might not need a whole bunch of interior space. Personally, I keep as much gear as possible inside my tent. So having a little extra space is really important to me, but that might not be important to you. Trekking pole tents or tents that are meant to be supported by trekking poles are really lightweight. There are different options that make one of these heavier than the other. So if you get a single wall, which we will dive into next, but if you get a single wall tent, that's going to be lighter than a double wall tent. And that's one of the main selling points of trekking pole tents is their weight. Some cons to the trekking pole tent are that they're not that easy to set up. It takes a while to figure out your perfect pitch, so to speak, on your trekking pole tent and humidity and where you are in a valley or with elevation really can play a major factor in condensation. And condensation is what will make your sleeping bag wet. It's not like dew that's seeping into your tent, especially if your tent is waterproof. It's condensation, which is caused by the difference in temperature caused by your body heat, your breath that's warming up the tent versus the outside temperature of your tent. Okay, so that was a lot on the different tent types. The key takeaways from the past five minutes are that freestanding tents are really common and it's what is the most intuitive, but they're heavy. Semi-freestanding is kind of the best of both worlds. They tend to be lighter than freestanding tents, but a little less on interior space. Trekking pole tents tend to be the lightest option overall, but they do have a much higher learning curve with pitching. Then it comes to single wall versus double wall as far as classifying tents. Single wall is what it sounds like. There's one piece of fabric that makes up your tent. So when you see things that have like a net and then a rain fly, that is a double wall. And so single wall, you're essentially just having your rain fly. And so you lose the views that you could possibly have with a mesh tent, but you're gaining simplicity in the aspect that there's one thing to dry when it gets wet. There's only one thing to keep track of when you're packing up at camp, especially if you're packing in a hurry. But double wall tents are what a lot of people are most familiar with, and they do have some advantages, like being able to see the stars if you're a stargazer but don't quite want a cowboy camp. So double walls have that body and the rain fly. The rain fly is what's waterproof. It's what keeps you dry when it rains. It's another piece that you have to pack. It's another piece that you have to remember. So that's just one thing to keep in mind when you're selecting your tent. Neither option is the best option, and neither option is the best option for everybody. Personally, I like double wall tents because it's what's familiar to me, and I have had issues in the past with condensation, Condensation tends to be more of a problem in single wall tents than in double wall, and that's because of the air gap that a double wall provides, that a single wall does it just by its nature of having one wall. 
Another great benefit to single wall over a double wall is the size that the tent can pack into. When you have more pieces, like the rainfly, that will take up more space and it will also weigh a little bit more. And the type of fabric you get can make one tent that's a double wall lighter than a single wall, but for the most part, if you have the same fabric that you're comparing, your single wall would be lighter than your double wall. Single wall tents are becoming more popular, and so they're becoming easier to find in common places like REI or through a larger variety of those smaller cottage brands. So if you're wanting to try a single wall, it is becoming easier to find them. The big takeaway on single versus double wall is condensation, and that condensation has a higher likelihood of impacting you when you're in a single wall tent versus a double wall tent. So now you're probably thinking, great, I know the difference between freestanding, semi-freestanding, and trekking pole tents. I know the difference between a single wall and a double wall. And you've mentioned, or I've mentioned, weight a few times so far. And you're probably thinking, well, what is a good weight for a backpacking tent in general? Because you can get some tents that weigh 20, 30 pounds that are like six, eight people tents, or you could get those really small one person tents that weigh almost nothing. So what should you be shooting for when you're looking for a backpacking tent when it comes to weight? Okay, real quick. Have you heard about the Backcountry Social Club? It's an online community where you can connect with other adults who are new or new-ish to camping, hiking, and backpacking. Every month, there are two events, a skills workshop to help you get outside safely and confidently, and a fireside chat where we can connect with each other and build our community. There are other great perks too, like printable resources and quarterly gear giveaways for premium members. Basic membership to the community is completely free, and a link is in the show notes. I'd love to see you there. So what should you consider? When you're backpacking, every pound matters, and your tent is one of the big three items that is going to weigh the most and take up the most space in your pack. And the weight will also fluctuate based on the capacity of your tent. And we'll get to capacity, but generally for a two-person tent, you want to stay under five and a half pounds. Above five pounds tends to be pretty heavy, but at the same time, if price is a big factor, you're probably going to be looking at tents that are in the three and a half to much higher than five range. And if you're looking for a two-person tent, you are going to be most likely around five if you want to stay under $150. But a lightweight tent would fall in that three to five pound range, and those are pretty easy to find, especially in one-person capacities, but totally easy to find as well in two-person capacities. Three to five pounds is pretty light when you start dividing it up between multiple people. So if you're backpacking with a partner, one of you can take the body of the tent and one of you can take the rainfly and the tent poles, and it really divides up that weight nicely. The tent I personally carry for myself is a two-person tent, and it weighs just over three pounds, and it's really not a big deal. I've carried six-pound tents before, and making that switch to that over three, just barely over three pounds, made a huge difference. When you start getting below the three pound range, that's when you're starting to creep into ultralight territory. That's also when you're creeping into expensive. There are plenty of tents that are really cool that I would love to have that are made out of something called Dyneema or Cuban fiber. 
And they tend to be very expensive because of the technology behind the fabric, but they also tend to be one pound. When it comes to tents, you kind of have to balance that. When you're looking at the weight of a tent on a website, you'll probably see two weights listed. You'll see the packed weight and the trail weight. And that is a big difference. So a trail weight is the minimum amount of stuff that you need to pitch the tent. So for example, you might only need four tent stakes, the poles, and the rain fly to technically make a shelter out of it. But the packed weight is going to be closer to what you would actually carry if you carry all of the tent stakes that you need to properly stake out the vestibules. And if you also take the guy lines, which I usually don't take the guy lines, mainly because I never remember to thread them ahead of time. And by the time I get to camp, I don't want to mess with it. So I tend not to bring all of the guy lines, but I do bring all of the tent stakes and I also bring the body of the tent as well as sometimes a footprint, depending on which tent I'm bringing with me and where I'm going. But that is the big difference between packed weight versus trail weight is packed weight is going to be a more realistic expectation of what the average person would carry versus trail weight is the minimum amount of stuff you need in order to make a shelter. So now you know what to look for in tents as far as the type of tent and how heavy it actually is versus how heavy it might be advertised as. But how do you know what size to get? Tent sizes can be very misleading, especially in backpacking tents. Personally, I find one-person tents to be absolutely horrible because they feel like a coffin to me. There's only one one-person tent I have found that I like and that has plenty of room for me, and that is the Featherstone Obsidian One. But plenty of other people find one-person tents to be just enough and that they're willing to sacrifice a little bit of extra space for the weight savings. So a one-person tent can be truly a tent for one person if you also don't want to have any gear inside with you, like your backpack, and if you want to leave your shoes out or if you're a very small person. Being a plus-size person and pretty broad-shouldered, one-person tents mostly just don't do it for me. And that's why I carry a two-person tent. Two-person tents comfortably fit me plus my dog and my gear. I have successfully fit two people in a two-person tent when it is a rectangular shape, and that in part is due to my husband and I both using wide sleeping pads. That's key because usually two-person tents are tapered at the feet to where two wide sleeping pads won't fit. So always check the dimensions to make sure your gear will fit inside the tent that you are picking. It can be really hard to visualize what 43 inches looks like versus 40 inches versus 36 And 36 inches is three feet. And you might be thinking, wow, that's massive. And then you get inside and you're like, oh, it is not massive. So if possible, go see some tents in real life, whether that is going to Cabela's and seeing if they will let you set up any of their one or two people tents or Bass Pro or any other sporting goods store. And then also keep in mind when you are shopping online and looking at dimensions that Tent walls tend to be sloped towards the middle, so while it might seem really large, you might not be getting that full spatial awareness or that full idea of what the space will feel like because we don't 
imagined slopes of a tent and where it will hit us on our shoulders or our head or how it will hit against our sleeping pads and our sleeping bags. It's really something that you have to go in in person and look at. If you're using a thick sleeping pad, it's also a consideration for the slope of the wall because some tents are really, really angled. So when you go to put your sleeping bag in, by the time you're on top of your three inch pad, your sleeping bag is up against the wall of the tent and that will also cause condensation issues. So if possible, go look in person. And if it's not possible, make sure you're ordering from a website where you can return it if it doesn't work out. And what I mean by that is you can set it up in your living room and see what it's like and then return it. A lot of places won't let you return a tent if it's been taken outside and used outside. So as a recap on tent sizes, in my experience and an experience of a lot of others that I've read online and that that I've talked to, tent sizes tend to be like three quarters of what they say it is. So if it's a two-person tent, sometimes it feels like a one and three quarters person tent, or if it's a one-person tent, that it feels like a three quarters person tent. So keep your body size in mind, keep your gear size in mind when you are selecting your tent capacity. Because if you want to bring a dog and you have an 80 pound dog, that's going to take up more space than my 25 pound dog. Say you go and buy a tent and it's a little heavier than you would like it to be because you're constrained either by what's available to you, what your price point is, or if you are looking for a specific size. There are ways that you can make tents slightly lighter weight. And I say slightly because some tents you can make more lightweight than others based on the availability of third party options. One of the easiest ways to reduce some weight is to trade out the tent stakes for titanium tent stakes. I do this with every tent that I get is I always switch out the stakes to the MSR groundhogs. They don't bend on me and I tend to bend tent stakes like it's no one's business. I mean, I'm in the Rocky Mountains. Things are rocky. They're hard and things get bent. But the groundhogs have not let me down and it usually takes off a few ounces of the tents that I like to carry. If you're wanting to carry a footprint, which footprints protect the bottom of your tent, and if you're spending a lot of money on one and it's a really thin, delicate fabric, footprints can be a good idea. But footprints can also be expensive and heavy, two things that are not great. And an easy way to get around that is to use something called Tyvek. Tyvek is a moisture barrier used in home building. So you can get some on Amazon and you'll have way more than you need. So then you can go on the Facebook groups for backpackers and kind of swap or send some other people some Tyvek and recoup some of your money that way. Or you can go to a home building site It'd be nice to the contractors and see if they have any scraps that they are throwing out. Because again, you only need slightly smaller than your actual tent footprint to make a tent footprint. You don't need a whole lot, which makes it easier to find scraps to make a footprint out of. Sometimes you might be able to find carbon fiber poles and switch out the aluminum poles for those that will help lighten the load. But then you're also looking at spending more money. And if that's something you're interested in doing off the bat, maybe look at 
a more expensive but lighter weight tent option to begin with. But you can also do these things down the line. One free way to reduce the weight of your tent is to not bring any stuff sacks. That might give some people a heart attack of like, oh no, where do I put my tent? Where do I put my stakes? You can get really light stuff sacks made from Cuban fiber if you're really into having one for your tent. I do carry a Cuban fiber stuff sack for my tent stakes because they're small and pokey, but you don't really need one for your poles and you don't really need one for your tent body and rain fly. I stuff my tent into my backpack as opposed to rolling it up neatly and that helps with carrying the tent and just like having an even distribution of the weight in my backpack and it also helps keep things from bumping around and it saves weight. So there are lots of pros to not using stuff sacks for your tent and not using stuff sacks in general, but that's for a different time. This is just a high level overview of the different options you have when it comes to backpacking tents and some major things to consider when buying them. And it's not at all a whole inclusive list of anything and everything you could possibly consider. But to wrap up the episode, the top three things I would consider when buying a backpacking tent if I were starting out again, and really these are three things I consider no matter what when I am buying a tent, is I consider the cost. Would I love a super lightweight $700 tent? Yeah, but that's more than my car payment. And with the frequency that I go out and backpack, I cannot justify spending $700 on a single piece of gear for how I use it. So when I think of the cost of a piece of gear, I think of it in terms of cost per use over the next two to three years, because if I end up hating it, I will sell it. If I end up loving it, I'll use it until it's unusable. But for the most part, I think of how much am I going to use this item in the next three years realistically? And if that gives you a justifiable price, great. Your budget is your budget. And that's just how I decide if something is truly worth the money for me when it comes to tents. The next thing I consider is the weight of the tent. I carry a lot of luxury items. And because of that, I don't have a lot of weight budget for my tent. And that's because I prioritize my luxury items, which is a camping chair and some camera gear that gets really heavy. So if I know I'm trying to carry less than 15 pounds before food and water, I'm going to make sure that my tent is not consuming the majority of that. So the majority of a 15 pound load would be seven and a half pounds. That wouldn't give me a lot of room for things like my really comfortable sleeping pad that I like to bring, my camp chair that I like to bring, things like that. So I do consider weight heavily when I am buying a tent and tents are expensive. They tend to be more of an investment piece with gear. And so that is one thing you should really consider when buying a tent is like, oh, could I afford a used version of the lighter tent that I like versus opting for a heavier one that you're not going to love to carry? Because if your pack is too heavy, you're not going to have fun. And if you're not having fun, you're not going to continue to backpack. And my last major consideration is size and both in the capacity and in how much room it takes up in my backpack. If you know you're going with a partner every single time, you would want a larger capacity tent than if you were going by yourself 
Or if you're taking a partner and a dog all the time, that's going to be different than if you are going by yourself without a dog. And if you like to store your gear inside, that's also something just to keep in mind. So that way you are having the best time that you want to have when you're outside backpacking. How much room it takes up in your backpack could become a factor for you. If you like to carry bulkier things like I do, I like to carry my camp chair. I like to carry a more luxurious sleeping pad and camera gear. So that takes up a good amount of space in my pack. So I don't want a bulky tent as well. And I'm also the kind of person who likes to have everything inside my backpack versus having stuff hanging off the side. That doesn't bother you. Great. But that is one thing I consider when I am purchasing a new backpacking tent. That was a lot of information thrown at you in the last 24 minutes. And I want to thank you for hanging in there. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me either on email or on Instagram. I'm always really happy to talk about gear and my thought process around what I buy and what I don't buy. So if you have any questions or like want to bounce ideas off on if you should buy a piece of gear or not, really do reach out. I love talking about this stuff. I'm always happy to connect and talk about gear and the outdoors. Thank you for sharing your time with me on this week's episode of Roaming Radio. If you're looking to start your outdoor journey, I have an essential guide to getting outside that is completely free to download at the link in the show notes. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and subscribe wherever you're listening so you don't miss a new episode. Until next time, keep exploring. Keep exploring.